Hello, this is Robert Rickover at alexanderaudio.com, and today my guest is Harriet Anderson. Harriet is an Alexander Technique teacher and lecturer at the University of Vienna in Austria. She teaches British and American studies there, and she also teaches a course in presentation uh, skills. And her website uh, is Harriet anderson.com we'll put a link to it next to this interview harriet welcome to the show hi hello well and this is uh this is our second interview uh earlier interview we talked a little about um harriet we talked a little about your teaching in general yeah and right. right now i'd like to begin this interview by reading a quote from an article you wrote here it goes whether we like it or not, we are all performers. Everyday life is full of small stage entrances and exits. And whether we like it or not, every time we enter a classroom, we are putting on a performance. And that's the quote. And it's an article that it's part of a longer article, and we'll put a link to that too next to the to the this interview where the longer article is titled The Teacher's Body as a Teaching Tool, The Alexander Technique and Performance Skills for Teachers. And Harriet has uh, made a bit of a specialty of working with people in, in speaking in general, also, of course, singing and that sort of thing, but speaking and particularly, I think, working with people who our teachers, lecturers, and I assume that anything you're about to say would apply to anyone who has to speak either in public or private, but certainly in public, people like clergymen and politicians and the rest. Um, could you elaborate on that quote and what the Alexander Technique specifically has to offer to anyone who wants to improve their their speaking skills? I think the Alexander Technique has three main things to offer for teachers in particular, public speakers in general. The first is stress management. And I, I'm thinking particularly of teachers, of school teachers. Teaching is a highly stressful profession. The technique can be very helpful in helping teachers to center themselves, to stay grounded, to stay calm in challenging, difficult situations. And above all, to realize that you don't have to react to everything that comes your way. So the first point, I think, is stress management. The second is the technique can be very helpful in pr promoting physical and, above all, vocal well-being, can help teachers, other public speakers, avoid all the aches and pains and, above all, all the vocal injuries that they often suffer from, very useful for vo voice hygiene. And the third point, and this is the main point that I was making in the article, that... The Alexander Technique can help us make the most of our body and our voice in the sense of the body and the voice are actually a communicative tool. 
So it's not just about self-maintenance, but actually creatively, artistically using the body and the voice to promote the communication. And here I think it's really important to, to remember, and perhaps above all in an academic setting, this is too often forgotten, that much more than 50% of our impact is made up of non-verbal aspects. So it's not the words we use that really matter. It's how we use our body, the presence, our physical and vocal presence, which will really make, make up more than 50% of our impact. And the technique here is really, really useful in helping us gain conscious control over those nonverbal aspects of the performance. That's where I really see the technique as, as helping public speakers. Yes. Right. And uh, from my own experience of working with people who are teachers or professors, one of the things that that I found to be uh, important is for for people who are speaking, doing public speaking, to be aware of how important the pauses are between the phrases. Do you want to say a word or two about that? Because I I find that almost everybody who's not trained in in this uh, or doesn't have perhaps a natural aptitude for it tends to speak way, way, way too quickly, particularly if they're introducing a new or unfamiliar concept to an audience. Right, yes. I think there are various things involved here. I mean, what I notice is that people tend to speak too quickly, firstly, if they're nervous. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's something to be very aware of. This is a very common habit to speed up. It's often very unconscious, but it definitely does detract from your impact. The other thing, I think, is to be very audience-focused rather than material-focused. So to not have the idea, I've got to cover all these points in my allotted time, but to really focus on the audience and say, now, are they following me? Have I got them? What do they need now? And often, often just putting in a pause is a huge help. That's often all that they need. And the third aspect, of course, is that pausing helps you, the speaker. Too many speakers almost (laughs) can run away with themselves. They're trying to uh, run after their own words. And so I often advise my students in my presentation skills course to really just put in pauses in sensible places, obviously. This often follows the punctuation if if you actually write out what you're going to say. And above all, to to chunk what you say, to not think in individual words, but to think in chunks of meaning. And then between each chunk of meaning, just put in a pause. And this helps you. You can center yourself again. You can ground yourself. You can remember to focus out onto the audience. You can remember to open up uh, your your voice, etc., etc. And it gives your audience the chance to, to just kind of catch up with you so that everybody is again in the same place. 
Right, so and it yes, also I gives could. you an opportunity to breathe. Well, absolutely. <laughs> and yes. I, I, I sometimes wonder if there isn't a kind of um, a law of speaking, a sort of a natural law of speaking, that the time you need between phrases or sentences or ideas to to breathe properly is pretty much matches the time an audience needs to digest what you've just said. Right. Yes. Yes. I think there is definitely a, a, a correlation there. Yeah. Because after all, we are all human. <laughs> I mean, right. Uh, in a way, we're all dealing with the same with the same parameters. Well, I can't I can't help but think of um, f- uh, Winston Churchill's uh, famous radio speeches during World War II, where he he said, "We will meet them on the beach," and there'd be a long pause, and then we'll mm. meet them here, and we'll meet. And he mm-hmm. he. If you listen to his speeches, and indeed I think the speeches of most successful politicians, mm-hmm. you'll hear a lot of pauses and, of course, a lot of repetition. And yeah. I think that's often what's – more of those are needed in, in the academic context as well. Right, and and – Churchill's speech, for example, a, a very famous and a very influential speech, really ju- does actually is built on the use of pause and the use of repetition. But there, of course, we're looking at pause really as an impact strategy, yes, if you like. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so, so that's that's adding yet another function that's going one step further, and actually using pause as a, an artistic means, if you like. Mm-hmm. rather than just a physical necessity or right. a necessity of the audience to follow you. Right. Yes, yes, yes. But definitely, pause is an impact strategy. Yes, definitely. That's, that's, I hadn't thought of that phrase, but that, that's exactly it. <clears throat> and sometimes people think, at least in my experience, students think that they're pausing way too long, Mm-hmm. But from the listener's point of view, they may still be speaking too quickly. Absolutely, yes. And yes, I, I yes. think uh, the Alexander Technique can be a very good way of kind of bringing people in tune with the reality of how their words are being processed by by other people. Do you? Yes. Is there anything else that you'd like to say about this general topic? I think we've covered quite a bit of ground. Well, I'd really like to point out actually the benefits for the thinking now of, of sort of the school teaching situation, the benefits for the pupils if the teacher is actually uh, employing the Alexander technique. Absolutely. Say a word or two about um, that. Yeah. I really do think that if a teacher is living the principles of the Alexander technique in the classroom, then the classroom atmosphere will be much more conducive to learning. So the pupils immediately benefit from that. Secondly, I think pupils will benefit from increased alertness, increased sense of well-being, if they can sense that their teacher is in a state of well-being. They may not, I mean, teenagers, for example, won't probably physically copy a teacher. But I think on a sort of subliminal level, they will take in a calm, centered, poised teacher, and they will feel, they will respond positively to that. 
And thirdly, I think the Alexander Technique, now in a, in a much broader sense, we're talking about its place in mainstream education. I think it is wonderful for helping us to unlearn and relearn. And I think if, if we're really thinking about, about what education is all about or what it should be all about in the 21st century, that's exactly it. It's, we cannot expect that the skills that we learn when we're teenagers will still be relevant when we're in our 40s and 50s. The world is changing too quickly for that. So learning this transferable skill of being able to unlearn and relearn, which is, if you like, the essence, or one of the essences of the Alexander Technique, that, that is really what education should be all about. That is what we should really be teaching our, our young people in schools. Well, I, I, I agree with everything you just said. And <laughs> I'd like to um, maybe finish with just a, a thought that um, one of, one of Al- Alexander's most famous students, Alexander being F. Matthias Alexander, the, the originator of the Alexander Technique, if you like, one of his most famous students was um, an American philosopher and educational reformer named John Dewey. Mm. It's not exactly a household word today, but in the first half of the 20th century, he was very well known. He was a public intellectual and had a huge impact on American uh, public education. And he said uh, the Alexander Technique bears the same relationship to education that education does to everything else, which is a pretty amazing quote if you think about it. But Mm. I think that's a bit what you've just been talking about. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So uh, I guess uh, this is probably a time to bring this this conversation to a close. Um, my, My guest today has been Harriet Anderson, Harriet is an Alexander Technique teacher and university lecturer at the University of Vienna in Austria. She teaches British and American studies there. She also teaches a presentation skills class. Her website is harrietanderson.com. We'll put a link to it next to the interview. And if if you live in Vienna and you want to improve your vocal skills, your speaking skills, uh, by all means, contact Harriet. Thank you so much for being on the show, Harriet. You're very welcome. Thank you, Robert.